Hello, this is Rudy Statner, and the name of this podcast, this is an introductory podcast, is Between the Presets. Now, many of us have a car car radio, and in the car radio you have six buttons. You choose six stations on AM and six stations on FM, the stations that you commonly go to. North Korea took it to took this whole preset idea to a new level uh, for the reason of wanting to control people's access to information. The alternative, of course, to presets is to just cruise the dial, pick out a station you want, maybe pick out a new station. In North Korea, that is a threatening proposition because within reach of many, if not most, of the citizens are stations from South Korea, which of course has a very different non-communist worldview. So in order to avoid this happening, they created radios with buttons where you had a choice of about half a dozen stations, and you could not get anything between. And it became illegal, uh, as it was in other communist countries and in Nazi Germany, to tune into stations that uh, did not support the government point of view. What has ended up happening in North Korea is that people find ways of hacking the radios sold that to them by the government and introducing a sliding analog uh, dial for tuning in whatever station one might please. And this is done, of course, at the risk of one's life. Since people found with these radios can be executed. Many people, myself included, find it intriguing that people would risk their lives to have unfiltered, uncensored information at their disposal. But this desire to know more about the world around oneself is apparently a very powerful one. In my family, uh, which came from Germany in the 1930s, uh, there was shortwave, which was discouraged, restricted, and there was also uh, information smuggled in from outside of uh, Germany's borders about what was going on inside the country. My grandparents took lessons in English in preparation for uh, leaving Germany, and one of the things that they're teacher gave them was books, say, Gulliver's Travels, Tom Sawyer, to practice reading their English, but there would be a page or two cut out from the book, and they would that, that page would be assigned reading, and the page that had been cut out in its place was put a newspaper article from, say, a London paper or an American paper which gave uncensored news about suppressing of political dissent, uh, 
internment of opposition, uh, etc., the sort of news which would be of great concern to people within the country, but, uh, of course, restricted greatly in its availability within Germany. With having grown up with these stories in my family of government limitations on the availability information of information being transcended with the aid of a shortwave radio, with the aid of an electronic device that did not respect national borders, but flew over them as though they did not exist. This was, to me, a powerful image that evoked of truth as a sort of uh, bird that just flew over the barbed wire, uh, flew over the border set up by tyrants. Today, today, radio is over 100 years old. Back in the 30s, when my both sides of my family sat around the radio much like we would sit around a television or a flat screen, uh, it was it was a young technology, and it was only starting to transform the collective consciousness and how people secured information. Concerning this, Charlie Chaplin gave a speech in the movie The Great Dictator, which is probably one of the greater speeches in the English language. And one quote from that speech really sticks in my mind and resonates. It goes as follows. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical. Our cleverness, hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood for the unity of us all. In our times, we have more inventions. We have computers, we have the internet, we have unbelievable capacities for data storage. That which we call a telephone is in reality a computer, a television, a uh, shopping device, um, the language, uh, the English language, other languages of the world have not even caught up with the technology that we have created at breakneck speed. But along with technological evolution, there, there must be moral evolution. There seems to be a constant struggle to be master of the inventions which assist us rather than becoming enslaved by them. When I walk, when I am walking down the street 
and I get a text message. It might be from my boss. It might be from the power company. It might be from somebody in my family. Uh, I have seen within my life that the meaning of solitude has been changed. When I was young, and I would be walking down the street, uh, walking through the woods, uh, taking a walk at night, I was truly, I was truly alone. Aside from the sounds of passing cars and the passing of strangers, I was alone. Now, uh, I am never really alone. The pinging from cell phone towers, the my constant availability to others through the phone that I carry in my pocket and to which I've become, become addicted means that I am constantly on not one but several grids and uh, to what to what to what extent do I keep the inventions that assist me at arm's length to what extent do I control them and to what extent am I enslaved by them ensnared by them some religious communities such as the Amish and the Mennonites uh, such as some groups of Hasidic Jews have banned or greatly restricted the usage of cell phones of television and even though I have not chosen that level of restriction on technology, I respect all these groups for recognizing the dangers that uh, technology poses. Going back to the theme of presets, in North Korea, of course, the government chooses what stations you may listen to and what, what you may not listen to. In this country, we have presets that we control ourselves. I get into my car and I have a list of stations that I either trust, agree with, or both, or that I perhaps find useful if I just want to get the weather or the time or whatever. And uh, that's voluntary. Now, you could say that I'm choosing what I need much like I or want much like I would in a supermarket or you could say that I'm locking my own cage that I'm filtering out information that may very well be true but might not be to my liking or might uncomfortably challenge my uh, worldview if I step into my friend's car it might be different music it might be different political opinions, uh, but nevertheless, each of us seems to choose our own uh, presets. We have as neighbor, like, like the Koreans, we have uh, as neighbors people who speak our own language but view the world quite differently. And uh, we set up our walls and uh, set up our safe spaces. Uh, I do not like to criticize other people. If I'm going to judge people I may disagree with, I prefer to judge 
myself by the same standards. There is a saying by Bertolt Brecht, which I find profoundly spiritual, and that is he said in a poem uh, titled, O Germany, Pale Mother, he starts off by saying, let others speak of their shame, I speak of my own. So, uh, this is how I approach uh, censorship of others, uh, self-censorship, uh, etc. I like to challenge how information is uh, transmitted and admitted into our lives. And if I'm going to ask others to do this, I must uh, place the same demands on myself. I'd like to note, in a manner of, by way of digression, that uh, this is my first podcast. There are a multitude of special effects that I would like to master, such as adding intro music, adding fade-out music, uh, I would even like to have like different illustrations with the podcast, like if uh, if I want to flash the name of a website or a word or phrase I find useful, I'd like to be able to put that in. I don't know how to do any of that yet. I hope as time goes on that I will be able to master some of these um, skills within the realm of making podcasts, but I... It's, it might take a while for me to do that. And one of the things I decided was that if, if I'm ever going to start podcasting, I'm going to have to just kind of jump into the deep end of the pool and learn as I go along. And I hope, uh, I, I hope my listenership will bear with me. For starters, most of the people... Uh, that I speak to through this podcast will probably be family and friends who I already know. Uh, hopefully, word of mouth will spread my listenership to uh, strangers and uh, people of like interests, if not of like mind. One thing that makes me partic- feel particularly privileged to be alive in these times is the vast diversity of channels of information available. I remember uh, I grew up in an area where there was three major network channels, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and there was also public television. Later on, that was broadened with UHF channels, and um, now we have the Internet, if, if, if I read a story about Mongolia or uh, Croatia or uh, a country in Africa, uh, such as, say, Burkina Faso or South Africa, I can go right to their news st- sources. I can run them through Google Translate, and I can go straight to the source and see what is being said on the ground in whatever part of the world that I am reading about. One of my personal hobbies is uh, when I read about a country in the news, I like to get uh, music from that country as well. I like to know not only what are people fighting in the streets about, but what kind of music people are listening to. 
and uh, it was very difficult to maintain this level of involvement in the world uh, in the era in the era before computers. A random thought went through my mind once, which has kind of become a motto of mine, and that is, if you could travel at the speed of light, where would you go for lunch? And I find that even if I cannot transport my body at the speed of light, I can transport my mind. I can get information and reach across vast distances and uh, uh, just... Um, avail myself of a far broader array of information than was ever possible when I was young. Uh, it used to be tedious. I used to hate looking up words in a dictionary. Now I can open my browser, type in, type in a word. Uh, I could do an etymological search as to what the origin of that word is. And, uh, it's just much easier, but what I find is, conversely, that I find that information that comes so easily is also easily forgotten. So I end up, uh, that could be, that could be my age, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I'm, you know, um, you know, in my 60s, okay, so... I don't know whether it's me or the technology that's weakening my brain or whatever, but... Yeah, it's just really dazzling how you have to have, how the world is literally at my fingertips tips, and I can almost travel at the speed of light in a metaphorical sense. One of the things I hope to do in this podcast is to use language in a manner that explores ideas rather than labeling ideas and people and dismissing them calling somebody a leftist, a liberal, uh, a conservative, an extremist, a conspiracy theorist, racist, anti-Semite, whatever. Uh, I would like to explore ideas and feelings and get past dismissive labeling. I would like to weigh and to challenge the manner in which we use language and to uh, shed light on our thought processes through the words we choose. I remember learning about democracy and the rights that we in America take for granted in elementary school. And I remember later on collecting stamps. I was about nine, ten years old, and I had some stamps. They they were German stamps. There's one set of stamps that said Bundesrepublik Deutschland, which uh, was West Germany, and then there was Deutsche Demokratische Republik, the German Democratic Republic. And I remember asking my father, uh, is the Deutsche Demokratische Republik stamps, the German Democratic Republic stamps, is that is that West Germany? Is that the free Germany? The non-communist Germany says no. The Deutsche Demokratische Republik is communist, the communist uh, 
side of Germany, the communist one-third of Germany. And I was very surprised. I said, uh, but they say they're democratic. He says they give democratic a different meaning. When they say something is democratic, it's not not what we see as democracy at all. Right? Uh, the, I later on found that to, to in, in, in the communist lexicon, democratic means for the people as defined by the party of the workers and it kind of turned things on its ear you could you could uh, lock someone in jail for opposing the people and you would be democratic that was a fairly dramatic lesson in uh, the t twisting of language and the turning of language in a way that almost made uh, clear thinking uh, impossible and it made uh, the creation of a common lexicon between people people of different mindsets it made made that made creating such a uh, manner of communication quite a challenge I had a neighbor once who was fond of saying we need to be on the same page uh, the actual translation of that phrase into plain English was, you need to do things my way. I have focused on, the, in this opening podcast, on uh, the effect that uh, radio has had on our collective consciousness. I may explore that, I, that uh, theme some more before moving on. But uh, I will endeavor to explore language, how we shape the language we use, and how language in turn shapes us. Um, I'd like to look at history, how people live in different countries. I'd like to have a coherent theme for each for each podcast, but. Uh, Although it may seem a bit paradoxical, one of the reasons I am doing this podcast is in order that I can listen. Sometimes I prefer to go quietly, listen to what other people have to say, just absorb what's going on around me. And if there is a time in my day when I can speak back to the world, that will quell the restlessness within me to an extent that I can uh, sit back and listen as I properly should. For the time being, I plan to make this a weekly podcast. I have not yet fully grasped how much work might go into making a proper podcast. And um, I think, you know, collecting and outlining my thoughts before going live in front of a microphone may, uh, you know, uh, it may take a, l a little time. I am not that prolific yet. I have, you know, other things going on in my life uh, that are quite demanding of my times and, you know, uh, with which I 
season my thought processes. So uh, right now, once a week with a Monday evening release date seems, seems to be about right for me. Each week I plan to have a different theme. Maybe a couple of themes. Maybe, a, maybe one or more stories. This week I was examining uh, how uh, radio has changed my life. The ability of uh, people to bridge differences with uh, technology. The, be the ability of people to reach beyond their personal space. Next week, I plan to start off with a change of pace by telling the story of a gentleman from my synagogue who, at the age of six, was deported to Siberia with his family by the Soviets, uh, being considered an enemy alien. There was a number of insights. Uh, he had a lot of insights in life. Anybody who had survived such trying experiences is going to come out much the wiser for it. And I look forward to a, a marked change of pace from uh, this week's podcast and exploring this gentleman's wisdom. It was uh, a privilege to have known him. I haven't seen him in a few years, but his story remains with me. I find that people are a, the reminisces, the memories of uh, live human beings is a very valuable, even priceless supplement to the history we learn in, in school. There's a saying by Napoleon that uh, history is a set of lies agreed upon. And I think the uh, memories and honest recollections of nameless people uh, kind of keep it real. So I look forward to exploring this. And I treat the recollections of people who were alive in different places and different times to be as of as much value as history books, in many ways even more so, since, as Napoleon says, history is a set of lies agreed upon. And sometimes the things which end up on the cutting room floor of the uh, historians are quite critical information, even if it is not convenient to the powers that be. So, um, uh, I'm quite uh, interested in in history as 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 it affects the lives of common people, especially. And um, I look forward to exploring that, and uh, you know, stories that are spiritually uplifting, uh, things that provided me with a lot of insight and. I look forward to returning next week with the story of my friend who went to Siberia at a very young age and thank God came out alive from there. So uh, you all have a good week, a productive, peaceful, and a happy week, and uh, I hope to do likewise. Thank you.